And if only could I make a deal with God and get him to swap our places. <laughs> okay, he's doing this weird dance. It wasn't weird, actually. It was um, emotive. <laughs> anyway, this is Make It A Podcast. My name's Evan. And I'm Katie. Katie, how are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm tired and I'm a bit sad because I just I had a great week and now it's over and the weather's been shy. Mm. But uh, yeah, I was working an electric picnic since Wednesday. So I'd been on the site since Wednesday and then the festival started. Well, technically people were allowed in on Thursday. And there was some acts on that night, like in the forest and stuff, but it opened to everybody else. Like there were 70,000 punters there on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just amazing. It was just like the best time at work ever. Um, and I'm just so sad it's over, even though I was doing like 12 hour shifts. Yeah, like, you were having fun now. I was having a ball that's what everyone I was working with I was like I'm just having so much fun they're like you're crazy but it was just like I got got to do a job that I I love doing and I got was speaking to people all day and and then I also got to be at like one of Ireland's actually no Ireland's biggest music festival yeah the 70,000 people there willingly do you know what I mean in the lashings of rain yeah like it has to be doing something right mm-hmm. to have that much love but um yeah there was a lot of people complaining about it but like I think that's just people that didn't know what to expect like regarding rain and camping and whatever else but um yeah so I was on a high from that yesterday and I didn't get to stop yesterday so today's my first day I'm actually getting to rest in like like 16 days that's good yeah, so I finally got to rest. So I'm hoping to feel a bit better tomorrow. How about you, Evan? I am good. Mm. I I had a relaxing weekend. And usually I want to be like out at the weekend. But this time I was like, no, I want to stay in. Oh, and I was like, I actually prefer this. <laughs> why, why does the outside exist? I don't know why I go outside. Yeah, I don't really like being, well, to be fair, I do like being outside. I just don't like interacting with, like, humans I don't know. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) One minute you're like, oh, yeah, I met loads of cool people. Then you're like, I hate humans I don't know. Yeah, because most of the people I met were like-minded people. But there we go. Do you know, that's what I mean. Like, I just mean randomers, like, in shops and all. I'm like, oh, get away from me. Yeah. Even though I walk in retail, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I constantly feel like I have to be doing like so much at like all the time. I'm putting, I'm putting too much on my own plate. Oh, absolutely same here. You could not have said that to a worse person. I am horrible for like overloading myself. Yeah. Anyway, that's who I am. I am relaxed. <laughs> Good. I'm. I'm glad you're relaxed. Um, we done some manifesting over the weekend of mm-hmm. us one day being on that electric picnic um podcast stage so anyone who was there manifest with us there was so many amazing podcasters at it oh my god like um I actually got to meet one of my favorite podcasters which was amazing and that was Calvin from Talking Bollocks I ended up giving him and his girlfriend Amy a lift on my golf cart um that was surreal (laughs) (laughs) 
and ended up on his Instagram sorry which was funny and like the back of my head he was like taking a video and there's just back of my head rallying around in this golf cart um so that was unreal and then I saw I made eye contact with Vogue Williams <laughs> no I genuinely did oh, like that's there's, insane there's a picture of someone I know like she, I know her I follow her she follows me on Instagram she took a picture with Vogue we were both side of stage for the Cronus and <laughs> picture with Vogue Williams and I'm in the background of it so technically I'm in a picture with Vogue Williams there you go <laughs> yeah and we we looked we looked at each other in the eyes hey. <laughs> and smiled and like spoke I was like oh my god hey, okay. Vogue, help us out come on but I didn't say like I didn't be like oh hey Vogue hi I was just like this is deadly isn't it and she was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I, <laughs> I saw Spencer Matthews as well okay but they weren't together when I saw them I saw him in the artist's area later that night and sure when I looked back on her Instagram sorry the next day sure she was upside the stage while he was in the artist's area <laughs> I wasn't even outside the stage for that but that was fine I understood about them. Um, that was for Arctic Monkeys so there you go oh you got the Arctic Monkeys that's cool yeah I was in the lashings of rain like water trickling down my back and everything was horrendous but you know Alex Werner's Unreal fun. <laughs> like he's actually not even good looking, but um he's just attractive. That makes sense. I do get what you mean. What? I get what you mean. Other people probably won't. Yeah, I think it's the way you feel about Nick Miller. No, I love that man more than life. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, I just try to bring it up. <laughs> Anyway, unfortunately, I uploaded A Star is Born late um, because I don't know what was going on in my brain. But uh, we're going to move on to pop news then. Right. So first up. So after the release of Jeanette McCurdy's book, I'm Glad My Mom Died, uh, Nickelodeon, uh, specifically Dan Schneider, have a lot to answer for. Someone who recently spoke up about her own show, Victorious, was Daniela Monet, who played Trina Vega. Daniela told Insider... That she went to the network to raise her concerns about a scene that could be perceived as sexual or sexualized, but the network ignored this and aired the scene anyway. She said, Victorious was very PC, funny, silly, friendly, chill, but once in a while there would be questionable scenes. Do I wish certain things didn't have to be so sexualized? Yeah, 100%. Hmm. Yeah. I get it. Like sometimes I look back on all shows like Victorious and other stuff and I'm a bit like, ugh. Yeah, no, yeah. Like how did that get accepted? But um it was a different time and I'm not I'm not excusing it, like it never should have happened. But like I feel like it's good now that people are talking about it now, so that like if if it starts to happen again, people can spot it more. Yeah. I don't know. Um but yeah, shit one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, she, she had every, uh, I think I might know the scene she's talking about, but well, there was a few different scenes, but there's one that's been, so many. Yeah, there's, the there's one that kind of springs to mind. I'm like, maybe it was that one, but who knows? Um, but yeah, uh, just Nick, Dan Schneider, Nickelodeon have a lot to answer for and, you yeah. know, everything needs, every, I think more is going to come out about this as time goes on. Absolutely. And it should come out. We should know, like. These people shouldn't get away with stuff just because they have money. Mm. 
So we're going to move on to the next headline. So we all got to know her as the overzealous theatre kid, Rachel Berry on Glee. And in 2020, we found out that art imitates life. Uh, Leah was called out for her onset behaviour. While promoting a funny girl, Leah sat down with the New York Times to talk about her onset behaviour, which I will tell you about now. Um, Michelle told the Times that the allegations of bullying against her promoted an intense time of reflection about her conduct at work. The actor traced a line from her set behaviour to her early days as a child star on Broadway, where perfectionism was drilled into her. She said, I have an edge to me. I work really hard. I leave no room for mistakes. That, that level of perfectionism or that pressure of perfectionism left me with a lot of blind spots. The bullying accusations cost Michelle her spokesperson gig with HelloFresh, which said it doesn't condone racism nor discrimination of any kind. According to the actor, being able to reflect on her conduct following the accusations equipped her to take on the lead role in Funny Girl. She said, I really understand the importance and value of now being a leader. She said, it means not only going and doing a good job when the camera's rolling, but also when it's not. And that wasn't always uh, the most important thing for me. Um, she also uh, commented on the famous internet rumor where uh, it's she. the rumor is that she cannot read. Um, this, this circulated in 2017 after a viral video went into deep detail about how Leah Michelle cannot read. Leah commented saying, I went to Glee every single day. I knew my lines. Then there's a rumor online that I can't read or write. It's sad. It really is. I often think if I were a man, a lot a lot of this wouldn't be the case. Yeah, it's a hard one. Like, okay, discipline doesn't make you racist. Um, first of all, I'm not saying that she was, but, you know, like, the, that's no way to come at a, race, a, a racism allegation to be like, I was disciplined. Yeah. You know, that's <laughs> not a good angle. But, um, and like, I'm not the biggest fan of Lee Michelle, and we all know she has had a horrible time mm-hmm. with everything that went on and stuff like that. But, um, like, I think she's very talented and she does deserve the role she's getting. And, like, I feel like once somebody is like learning from their mistakes and they're not going to repeat and they're going to say, right. I did that or this happened or I didn't mean for it to be perceived that way but now I'm going to move on from that and like try my best to never be perceived that way again I think that's important and I feel like she's trying very hard yeah I feel like she's taking accountability now yeah that's what I mean like she's she is taking accountability and she's trying which is the most important part the rumor the meme that she can't read or write I just think it's dumb it is um, but I can't remember her name, and this is so bad. But she Hulk Jamila. What's I want to get her name right? Jamila Jamil. Jamila Jamil. What? Jamila Jamil from the Good Place. Yeah, Jamila Jamil. Yeah. Um, she put up something on her Instagram story and was like, um, what was it? It was like this rumor is like dumb basically and I don't know like she didn't call it Liam herself she just said an actress she's like this is really dumb um but like it was basically said like clearly she can read and write because she's an actress but yeah what she said was and I thought this really rang true um it was don't let the bullets you fire at somebody like ricochet onto victims you don't mean to hit or something like that in other words 
you might be slagging Lee and Michelle for not being able to read or write, but there are people who can't because of maybe education or learning disabilities who would love to read and write. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just thought that was a really nice, a really nice thing. I think but, yeah, literacy is an issue. Mm. It's not something that should be made fun of. No. Lee has done some shitty things, but it's not right to be making fun of her. And obviously she can read and write if she's made it this far in life, so. If you're on Broadway, you're reading and writing. Yeah. <laughs> That's all <laughs> I have to say. Unless you're a child. But... And then you are learning to read and write. Exactly, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I feel like once you're trying, that's all you can do. Okay, so we're going to move on to the final headline. So in the... <coughs> Excuse me. In the 2000s, The Hills was prime reality TV for MTV, pulling in big numbers every week. Spencer and Heidi are at the centre of every storyline, but it looks like Spencer wants to be on in another TV show, maybe Friends. Spencer uh, recalled a 2009 party encounter he had with uh, actress Lisa Kudrow, saying, uh, saying that she was the rudest celebrity he's ever met. Apparently, Lisa Kudrow said right in front of... Right in front of Spencer, she tells Heidi that she needs to get away from him as fast as possible because uh, Spencer is going to murder Heidi and that and that he has the eyes of a serial killer. I mean, you never know. She watched the hills. <laughs> That's just wild yeah. to me. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, imagine... Imagine that Lisa Kudrow wasn't to show you around. I'd be like, oh my God. I wouldn't care if she called me serial killer. I'm like, oh my God, she judged my character. Um, <laughs> but actually, I have a funny story before we delve into this. I was talking about Electric Picnic to Kevin. And I was like, do you know who Spencer Matthews is? Uh, who I saw, well, Williams. Because like, I didn't know if he knew who he was. Yeah. He was like, yeah, he was on the hills. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> it's like, there was a Spencer on that. But I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, he's probably the only way is Essex. <laughs> he was so confident. He was like, yeah, he's from the hills. <laughs> made in Chelsea. Wait, who's... Oh, made in Chelsea. Don't laugh. One Either another. way, they're the same. Uh... <laughs> he's a rich boy from England. But yeah, he was like, yeah. I was like, no, no, no. Definitely wrong. But um, yeah, very funny. Oh, Spencer. Yeah. Yeah. Look, he lives up to his name. He lives up to his name. Yeah, Lisa Kudrow was all of us watching The Hills, basically. <laughs> I never watched it, but I, my mom did, and my mom, oh, my mom cannot stand Spencer. Probably. Oh, everyone hated Spencer. Yeah. Doesn't he have, like, hummingbirds or something now? I heard something about that. Last time I saw Spencer, I think, was in Big Brother about six years ago. Mm, yeah. I didn't watch that, so... <laughs> Okay, so uh, Katie, I'm going to let you introduce this week's topic. So this week, Evan, we will be running up that hill to the big sky under the morning fog. We will be waking the witch and dreaming of sheep, simultaneously all while being under ice and watching you without me. Yes, that's correct. We'll be talking about Hounds of Love, which is the fifth studio album by English singer Kate Bush. So Evan, what is your history with Hounds of Love? My history with Hounds of Love. So um, I'm going to be pretty basic here. My history with Hounds of Love is running up that hill because I heard it for the first time in Stranger Things. Mm. Um, You heard that song for the first time in Stranger Things? Yeah. (laughs) 
Are you for real? I'm not for real. I didn't know who Kate Bush was. Um, I knew the name Kate Bush. I didn't uh, hear, I didn't know any Kate Bush songs. You Chris didn't know Running Up That Hill. I didn't know Running Up That Hill. Wow. So I heard it for the first time in Stranger Things. And then it just kind of had a resurgence completely with the popularity of Stranger Things. And then the kind of image of like the album cover of Hounds of Love was like everywhere for ages. And then the hype's kind of died down a little bit from Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my history. And then I listened to it, obviously, in preparation for this. So that's my history with Hounds of Love. It's your history with Hounds of Love. Um, I um, My history with the album is today, um, about an hour ago, when I first listened to it, because I hadn't listened to it before. But um, I knew the song, Room Up That Hill. But no, it, it's definitely been in other things, but we can talk about that later. Mm. Uh, like, you've definitely heard that song before, but I just don't think it resonated with you. Maybe not. Um, I knew the song, and don't ask me how, and I knew some of her other songs as well, but I didn't listen to, I didn't know <laughs> any other song on this album. I didn't hear them until literally today, which is funny. So, uh, yeah, that's my history with Hands of Love. Okay, so we are going to go by track a track by track analysis and dive into Hounds of Love. Are you ready? Oh, I am ready. So the album opens with Running Up That Hill, A Deal With God. It was written by Kate Bush. The mm-hmm. lyrics address the inability of men and women to understand each other. She imagines it as making a deal with God as they could exchange places and reach an understanding. In 1985, the song reached number 30 in the US and number three in the UK. May 2022. Uh, fans, uh, it was featured in Stranger Things, and thanks to the success of Stranger Things, it re-entered the top ten in the UK. And the song eventually reached number one in nine countries this year. Number two is Hounds of Love, written by Kate Bush. Kate Bush compares falling in love to being chased by a pack of hounds, as she fears this. Uh, reached number eighteen in the UK. Number three is The Big Sky, written by Kate Bush. This song is about remembering uh, some of the simple pleasures enjoyed as a child. Kate Bush reflects on this, realising she no longer has the time to do the things she loved as a child anymore. The video uh, was nominated for Best Female Video at the VMAs. And this peaked at number 37 in the UK and number 15 in Ireland. Number four, uh, Mother Stands for Comfort, was written by Kate Bush. The song uh, talks about uh, the comfortable feeling of a mother's love. And the mother in question is the mother of a murderer and will do anything to protect him. Number five is Cloud Busting. It's written by Kate Bush. Uh, Bush's inspiration for this track comes from the 1973 uh, Peter Reich memoir, A Book of Dreams. The lyrics dive into uh, Peter's mindset and helplessness at being unable to protect his father. Uh, the song reached number 20 in the UK and number 13 in Ireland. Number 16 is And Dream of Sheep. It was written by Kate Bush. This is the first song on side two of the album, otherwise known as The Ninth Wave. The Ninth Wave is about someone who uh, dove into water for the night um, and they are alone. And Dream of Sheep is about fighting to fighting sleep to stay alive, but they eventually fall asleep. Number seven is Under Ice. It was written by Kate Bush. Kate Bush just has described the nightmare the person has after they fall asleep in this water. Number eight is Waking the Witch, written by Kate Bush. The song draws from uh, draws from and dramatizes medieval witch trials. Uh, Kate Bush has described this as uh, visitors showering up uh, to wake the person up. 
Kate calls out uh, which being a sexist label for a woman's power. Number nine is Watching You Without Me, written by Kate Bush. Uh, Kate Bush has described this as this person in the water feeling at home there. Number 10 is The Jig of Life, written by Kate Bush. Uh, She describes this moment as the future self of this person coming to visit them to help them. It was uh, recorded in Dublin with uh, some Irish influences. Uh, Number 11 is Hello Earth, written by Kate Bush. Kate Bush has described this song as a lullaby for the earth. And number 12, the final closing track is The Morning Fog. Kate Bush has described this as the end of the ninth wave. The song reflects coming out of the darkness and into the light. The person in water has survived at this point. That's and it. that That's is it. the album. Yeah. So, um, first listen, what did, you, what did we think? I liked it. It's a very relaxing album. You think? Yeah, like, I mean, I know it has, like, a bit of, like, mad undertones and, like, stuff like that, but, uh, what is it, um, I feel like the music is quite mellow, you know? Yeah, I would say it's very experimental. Oh, yeah, it's 100% experimental, but, like, it's very, like, I'd put this on for, like, a relaxing long drive, do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Or, um, like, I listened to it, like, I listened to it while I was in the bath today and, like, pottering around. And I felt like I enjoyed it more while I was in the bath than I did when I was trying to do something. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think it's more of a relaxing, like, it's more of a, you sit down and you listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you take the, you, like, you listen to these lyrics. <laughs> it's not a very... um kind of just throw on background noise music I think it's very like you listen to this kind of music if that makes yeah. sense so a uh, bit of a hot take here I think she has a great voice mm. Um, however I'm not a, the biggest fan of her voice okay it's the way she kind of like throws it and it kind of it's very like shaky and it's very haunting which is not a bad thing well, yeah. I'm just not the biggest fan of that kind of style of singing. I get you. I get you. Um, like, she's not very clear. Like, you yeah. can't really understand what she's saying. Um, it is a very particular style, I feel. Like, I feel like you have to be into kind of very certain types of music, Kate Bush. Not to say that, like you know you have to like know about music or anything to like her but I do think the more somebody like is into more alternative stuff she's very I feel like she's more alternative yeah than mainstream yeah definitely like I don't know like I don't listen to her all that often like you know I have most songs in my playlist like most genres and I don't have anything belong to Kate Bush in any of my playlists so like she wouldn't be like somebody I love but um I do I like her voice I like that about her because I think she's different yeah definitely she's different I definitely praise that but I'm just not the fan of the way 
not that I'm not saying she can't sing. I'm just saying that like it's just I don't really like the way it, it sounds and the way she kind of throws it. Yeah, yeah, you don't I like think, her style. Yeah, I think the the mixing of the sound is great, and I think a lot of I think she has with the ninth wave and stuff like that. It is very you know it's a good storytelling mm. album. Um. But yeah, I mean, I think it's very experimental. But I'm just not the biggest fan of her style of singing. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I get you. So what were you what were you going to say about running up that hill? Oh yeah, it was in. Um, did you watch the Vampire Diaries? No. All right, because it was in that. We could definitely hear it. Um, I didn't watch the Vampire Diaries either. But no, like, I feel like running up that hill is definitely like. I just, I'm just baffled you've never heard it before. Of course, Stranger Things. Yeah, no, I know. But that's what I mean. I, I'm baffled that Stranger Things is the the thing that introduced you to this song. Because I feel like, like, it's me that gets introduced to songs. Yeah. Like, but true things. And I just feel like, I don't know, it's not that you know everything, but you know what I mean? Like, I feel like... um. You're way more into like watching stuff, and I just thought that it would have crept up in something. I'm just baffled. Is that all? <laughs> I really am. I'm just like, what? <laughs> I think it's. I think it's great. It's a great song. I just had never heard of her or like. No, I knew the name Kate Bush. I just didn't know any Kate Bush songs. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure a lot of kids are getting introduced to Kate Bush through this. To be fair, I did realise like that the only reason I actually knew who Kate Bush was was because um years ago I was dating somebody and they told me to look her up. <laughs> and that's what it was. Um I definitely did remember thinking like she's not for me. Yeah. Um, but I did enjoy this album. I don't think I'll ever listen to it again in a hurry. Yeah, definitely. Um, but there are one or two songs on it that I was like, oh, these are actually quite good. I didn't like the jig. No, no, I'm not the biggest fan of Irish music, and it is an Irish-influenced song, obviously recorded in Dublin. Mm. So I'm not, I wasn't the biggest fan of the jig song. And it's funny because I actually am a fan of Irish music, like trad music, and I didn't, I still didn't like it. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I just felt like it was very out of place. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was like, "Why is that there?" Like, I didn't. I personally, I didn't understand the um, not important. Yeah, I guess I could say importance of it being there. Like, it didn't fit the narrative. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I also, but from listening to it, I didn't realize that they all like told a story. Mm. I didn't realize that they all like one was from another you know you were saying where it talks about a person like that's drowning and then dreaming and nightmaring and I just thought they were all separate songs about separate things yeah I mean I mean it takes a lot of artistry and creativity to be able to do that and to do it well yeah which I think she did definitely with this oh yeah and another reason I think I liked listening to this was because I I am a sad music girl Mm. I like a song that I can listen down and sit down and listen to and just sit there and like focus on it, which is gas because I have no attention span. But uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, it's Sad Girl Autumn, <laughs> officially. Ah, uh, it's... Um, oh, I have no words. I was going to try to say something, but... <laughs> You're probably depressed Monday. <laughs> no, I was going to say it's ADHD Autumn, but I don't even have ADHD, so... You know, um, it's just how I feel. Yeah, I think my favourite song is Waking the Witch. Really? It's really, like, scary, but in a good way. Oh, I didn't find it scary, no. Not, like, spooky, I would say. Mm, oh, yeah, def- definitely spooky vibes, all right. Um, mm. What one did I like? I don't know. Mm. I don't think I liked any one more than the other. Yeah. I don't have, like, a favourite. And I feel like I'm very basic if I say running up that hill because like that's the one that everyone knows. So obviously it is, like it, that. It is a great song and it saved Max from Vecna. That's true. Did you know any Kate Bush songs before you heard Run Up the Hill? I there feel like there is one and it's in my head and I can't remember the name of it. It's, it sounds like she's a ghost or something. Um I'm trying to get the name. It's off going out of my head now, but I think this is one you're talking about. Wuthering Heights. Yes, it is. Yeah. I only knew... Yeah, that's the only one I knew, just because of the way it sounds. I know it's not on the album, but that's my favourite Kate Bush song. Mm. Uh, maybe I'll give Kate Bush a proper listen. I think you should give her other albums a listen. Um, I just... I don't think this was a great album. You don't think it's her best work? No. You think it's... Is it a bit too commercialised now? Or is it the song? That's no, I I don't think it's because of like how commercialized it is. I think it's just not her best best work. Mm. Um, well, is like I haven't really listened to her albums either. Like you know, I'm not a fan, but I just feel like I've heard more Kate Bush songs that are better. Yeah. Than this. Oh, nice. I mean, yeah, I definitely would give more Kate Bush songs a listen. Uh, but since we brought up Run Up the Hell and Vecna, I'm going to ask you this question, and it's slightly off topic. Okay. What song would save you from Vecna? Um, oh, I don't know. Oh, that's such a hard one. I think it might either be... Um... Oh, what's it? I don't I can't remember the name of it, but you know, it's in uh, My Best Friend's Wedding. It's like the moment I wake up before mm-hmm. say that prayer for you. <laughs> Aretha Franklin say the prayer. Yeah, well, I just I told you I couldn't remember the name. Or um that or the happening by the Supremes. Oh love. My like my mom used to wake me up with that song when I was younger and uh put me on the table and we used to dance to it. And I love it. So I'd say they were either of them would be my songs. What about you? For me, there is only one song that can save me from Vecna. What is it? Happier Than Ever, Billie Eilish. Really? That would that would literally just fucking save me. Huh. I'm after... I've Not that I forgot about Billie Eilish, but I haven't listened to her in ages. I need to listen to her again. I used to be on a big buzz of Billie Eilish. No, oh, I'm never off that buzz. I know, you know. <laughs> well, thanks for reminding me about her. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely say a little prayer for you or um, um, The Happening. Mm. 
I love both of them. They're just so good. Right, I don't really know if I have anything more to say in Hands of Love. And if I do, I can work it in. What about you? Yeah, no, I don't have anything more to say. Right, so let's just talk about the success of Hounds of Love because the reason why we're here is because of the re-success, you could say, because of Hounds of Love. The resurgence. The resurgence. There we go. So the album reached number one in the UK and number 13 in the US in 1985. Here's the thing. American audiences didn't really take to her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is it? Is she too? Is there? Is her sound too English or Irish? I don't know. Um, I just think... Americans are Americans. They need like they need stuff to be like clearly laid out and kind of I don't know, very commercialized. I think that that's the word. They're used to very, very commercialized stuff. They're used to like really, really um kind of like pop stars and stuff like that. So when this alternative kind of like rock kind of like not hippie but you know what I mean alternative music came they're like what is this mm. you know whereas like they are used to kind of they're um they're just over commercialized like written for money songs yeah. so so uh, it's this album has been certified double platinum in the UK, and due to the success of Stranger Things, Hounds of Love re-entered the charts at number twelve in the US. So it actually topped itself in the place it went from nineteen eighty five, and number one in the top alternative albums in the US. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's just kind of it's having another moment. It is, and I think she deserves for it to have another moment. <coughs> Right, so uh, that was the success of Hounds of Love. So school is in session for Katie. Uh, it's a pop quiz. Is it? There it is. Help. So, <laughs> so we have 10 questions for Katie. Uh, all about Hounds of Love. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm going to do so bad. Okay, so question one. What is the opening song on Hounds of Love? Running with the Hill. That is correct. Question two, what is the first song that brings us into the ninth wave? Um, Under the Ice? No. Oh, I don't know. Oh, it's And Dream of Sheep. Oh. Okay, so true or false, Jig of Life was recorded in Dublin. Um, False. That's true. Oh, I thought it was going to be a true question. I thought it was going to be like, no, it's Cork. <laughs> I said this earlier. No, you said Ireland. Oh, I thought I said Dublin. No. Okay, so question four, multiple choice. Mm-hmm. Which single was nominated for Best British Single at the 1986 Brits? Running Up That Hill, Cloud Busting, Hounds of Love, or The Big Sky? Hounds of Love. It's actually Running Up That Hill. Fuck, I just thought that was going to be a true question as well. I don't know why I don't trust you today. <laughs> this is very hard quiz to put together. Uh, question five: What song references which witchcraft? Waking the witch. That is correct. <laughs> okay. I love it. <laughs> I know. I'd actually, if I got that wrong, I'd just shut my laptop and walk away. <laughs> true or false? The Big Sky was nominated for a VMA. Uh, true. That is true. Question seven: Multiple choice. 
Running Up That Hill was featured in Stranger Things, but it was also featured on which other of these TV shows? American Horror Story, Pose, The Umbrella Academy, or Orange is the New Black? Pose. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Question eight. Which song features the sound of helicopters? Um, um, ooh. Helicopters. Um, is there multiple choice of them? Yeah, yeah, I'll give you multiple choice on this one. So okay. we have, uh, we have cloud busting. Yeah. We have uh, hounds of love. Mm-hmm. We have waking the witch. Okay. Or we have the morning fog. Shit, I can't remember. Um, I can't. <laughs> Do you need to say it again? Um, hounds of love. It's actually waking the witch. Right. Okay. Question nine. The album was recorded at which famous London recording studio? Um, um, I don't, um, I don't know. Okay, do you need a hint? Yeah, no, I just don't know. I'm literally. I'm just giving up. I'm really. I'm literally up. showing you a picture of the Abbey Road cover. Um, Abbey Road. <laughs> I don't know when you record. She doesn't. Yes, obviously Abbey Road. Oh, I thought I didn't know that was in London. I thought Abbey Road was in Liverpool. No, it turns out it's in London. Oh. I thought this was real. And then I found out when I visited Abbey Road. Um, question oh. ten, final question: Which song closes out the album? For the fog one. What's the name of it? Um, the fog. <laughs> I'm forgetting the name of the song. Um, the morning fog. Yeah. <laughs> you could have just taken it, Evan. It said fog. <laughs> He's laughing at me. Why do I? If anybody's wondering what that sound was. <laughs> Oh uh, go away. I was right. It was the fog one. Can't give out to me like got it. I got it. <laughs> I don't even know why that's so funny. You're just like the fog one? <laughs> I was right. <laughs> well, you said it. You could have got the fog fucking horn. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, it's too funny. <laughs> Oh, I need to breathe. This is why we do these quizzes because my brain literally it takes information and just throws it out the window. Gone. Since we started it, I'm gonna eat these words, but you're a lot better now. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) Okay, so next up we're gonna put hands of love on our pop scale. I'm sweating. Sorry. Thank you, out of five, based on space and pop culture, and how much you like it, Katie. Out of five, what do you give Kate Bush's Hounds of Love? I'm going to give it a two because it took a resurgence for it to become popular again. Um, Like, you didn't even know about it. You know, I feel like you know everything that's kind of popular and stuff like that. So, for that reason, it's just taken two. I did enjoy it, but it's not one I'd be rushing back to listen to in full again. I might pick one or two songs from it to listen to again, which which I liked, but 
as a whole, I won't be running back to listen to it. What about you, Evan? I'm going to agree with you and go to as well. Yeah. Uh, similar, it took a TV show for me to actually realise who mm-hmm. who Kate Bush is, even though I kind of know Wuthering Heights a little bit. Yeah. Um, it it took a TV show for, for this album. I mean, I'm glad it's having a resurgence and she deserves the credit because she is an incredible artist. Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of her voice. I think she's very talented. It's just not, I don't know what it is about it. I'm just not drawn to her voice. That's and I think it's very experimental. I think it's very good. But again, it's it's just, I don't, what am I even trying to say here? It took a TV show to kind of bring it back. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, a very popular TV show. Not that that's a bad thing, because now everyone's discovering it. But you know, it it just it wasn't present like it, the way Jagged Little Pill was for me, or even like if you related to Master of Puppets, which was also on the show. Yeah, and yeah. like everyone that was like over the age of like sixteen knew it, mm-hmm. whereas it was all just kind of younger people like learning about like master puppet um so yeah yeah so next up we're going to talk about what's popping meaning what we're enjoying in terms of pop culture katie what's popping with you um <laughs> well electric picnic was popping with me since last wednesday we, we recorded on tuesday so yeah. literally since the last time we spoke i've been doing nothing but like work at this uh, but I suppose I suppose talking bollocks because I saw them at the festival. Um, who else? Arctic Monkeys, The Cronas. <laughs> I actually didn't see a lot. No, but I um I am liking She Hook. Oh, I have to watch it's that. Fine, it's fine. I didn't watch it yet again this week, but I also have started Only Murder in the Building. Oh, love. Yeah, I'm on like episode three or four now. I'm watching it with Kevin, but we watched like three episodes of it last night. And I didn't realise, I thought it was only in the first season. I didn't realise there's two seasons of it. Yeah, the second season just ended. I have to watch the second season still. I kind of fell off. Yeah. I have to get back on it. No, so I'm still only in the first season, but um, I, I am getting more and more into it. Like when we first started watching it, I was a bit like, oh, I was really tired. I actually ended up falling asleep, but... Last night, I was a little bit bit into it. Like, Kevin was like, oh, you're focusing. And I was like, no, I'm not. And he was like, you were. And I was like, yeah. oh, fine, I was focusing. And I'm still watching the, I can't remember what it's called now, but about um, Rob McElhenney and, um, what's his name? Oh, it's on Disney Plus. Ryan Reynolds about the football club. I'm still watching that. Um, <laughs> it's just <laughs> gas. I'm like, oh. Love it. And um yeah, I think that's everything that's popping with me at the minute. Mm-hmm. What's popping with you? So uh music related, uh existing music episode. Uh the song World's Smallest Violin by AJR. Mm. The TikTok sounds. Uh, you might know it as um the I'll Blow Up into Smithereen song. I don't know if you if you're on TikTok. No, I don't think I've heard it. You might know the sound a little bit. Um and then Youngblood brought out a new album who I absolutely love. So, and it's insane. So he's so good. Also, a TikTok sound that is popping with me is um, the corn one. Please say the corn one. Because no, that, I mean, I love that one. Yes, yeah, still. But <laughs> the other one, it's um, what is it? Two plastic Easter eggs filled with monkeys. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> that cool. one's fun, isn't it? Yeah. That's so much fun. 
And then TV show. First time in life, I'm not watching anything on TV really. Yeah. <laughs> I knew show every week, but I knew there was something else I was watching. Sorry, and mm-hmm. um, it's the new trash TV show that's on Netflix. It's called like Dated and Related. <laughs> Started watching that today. Wait, what's that about? Yeah, it's it's insane. It's about like all these people going to a villa, but they're in there with their sibling or like cousin or like someone they're related to. So like there's like two of them in there are like cousins and then there's like two sets of twins and then like the rest are just like siblings. But like one is in there with her brother, her older brother, and then one is in there with her younger brother. Mm. And then there's a set of twins which are absolutely gorgeous and then there's another set of twins um two males and then there's a set of female twins and it's just insane like so basically what they have to do is like they have to try to find love but their sister or like their sibling has to be their wing person oh god yeah it's insane like so they like in the first episode like one of the girls went on a date with one of the boys and like both of their siblings were there watching the date unfold. Oh, gosh. It's mad, like it's so funny. So yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm not gonna say I'm enjoying it. It's pure trash TV, but like I love a bit of trash so Yeah. Oh and I, I first time I didn't mention this and <laughs> forgot to mention it. I school musical, the musical, the series. <laughs> oh yeah. As always. Anyway, I think that's all that's happened with me. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, so, Katie, where can people find us? People can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Make It A Podcast. You can also uh, give us a little review on Apple Podcasts and a little rating on Spotify if you so wish. And if any of your family and friends are looking for new podcasts, send them our way. They'll find us anywhere they get their podcasts. Exactly. So that was our episode on Kate Bush's Hands of Love. And you will hear from us next week. Bye.